You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? I am your regular Talking Chop podcast host, Brad Roland. As you can probably tell by clicking on this or reading the podcast description, this is not a normal episode of the show. It is actually originally a video podcast interview that Garav is doing to sort of head up a video-based series. Uh, normally, of course, we have our, uh, our regular podcast here on the network between the Talking Chop podcast and Road to Atlanta, but we had a couple requests for people to listen to these video interviews on audio only, and I figured it'd be a good way to sort of implement some of uh, some people that might have, might not have seen the video podcast into the audio feed. So this is definitely a fun interview with, with Mackay Backstrom. There's plenty to get to in the future. We have more of these coming potentially, but I uh, wanted to go ahead and tee that up to just let you know what is going to be in the feed, what's in the feed on this podcast. Also, there is some audio weirdness a little bit later in the interview, part of the conversion process and the video process. Our apologies for that, but hopefully you'll get the gist of the interview. And again, you might see another, another one or two of these in the future, maybe even more than that. But we'll be back again in the near future with another regular podcast episode and uh, please enjoy this I guess translation from video to audio hey everybody uh, everybody tuning in here for the first ever video podcast episode of talking chop my name is Orm, and I will be your host through this series uh, the series is kind of dedicated on what should hopefully be braves transactions the results of the week and that kind of thing we do see this uh, new COVID wave hitting the Miami Marlins, and now they're not playing until Tuesday. So we'll have to get creative with some kind of content here. Uh, luckily, we have been blessed with uh, Braves 2019, one of their top 2019 draft picks, uh, Maki Backstrom. How are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Um, loving life, chilling. Chilling. Um, doing great. Awesome, man. I, again, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be a part of this first episode. And I guess the uh, big question is, are you ready to dive right in? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do right, it. Man. Let's go ahead and start back at the beginning, all right? We'll set, the, we'll set the stage. It's June 2nd. You know, the draft is June 3rd. You finished all your showcases. You've gone through your interviews, all that kind of stuff. Your perfect game pro- profile, I got to be honest, looking really sexy. You got 99th percentile and barrel speed. 101 exit velocity at 18 years of age. I'm reading this in my drafts in my my draft process, and I'm like, all right, I need this man in the organization. I don't. I've never seen. I like. I got to be honest. Like, I'm not a huge huge draft guy that goes over to Matt Powers, but like he's mm-hmm. telling me this. I'm doing my own research. So I'm like, oh, we got to find some way to get this kid. Um, right. What's going on through your mind? On the second, you got the draft the following day. Do you have teams calling you constantly? I know you've gone through your interview process, but is it kind of like a wait and see where am I going to land in the draft? Or did you kind of know what kind of direction the draft was going to take you in? Um, I think it was a little bit of both because I had like a, okay, maybe I have some sort of knowledge and know where I want to land and know where I may land. And then the other part in the back of my head was like this big mystery of like, where where am I going to land? What 
team's going to take me and who is going to ultimately, you know, take that chance. Not a stress. It was it was a big joy for me. It was a lot of joy that turned into like, oh my god, like this is finally happening because you know, 14 years of playing ball is a long time coming for it, and you know, it, it made me truly happy. I'm not gonna lie, it made me happy. That's fantastic. Did you have like? I did it. Um, well, I had a really good relationship with the scout. But it was honestly a big let's let's see, and then she kind of yes in my notifications anytime I tweet something. That's that's your your Fresno State offer. I know that for players, was it like kind of tough to take the gamble because I a really nice signing bonus, but it's still. recruiting process um even with Fresno State history of the program what this program is about and what really attracted me to Fresno State before it was guys like TP Terry Pendleton Aaron Judge and that guy what's his name that just got drafted this year he just throws absolute gas smoke uh I think he's a cardinal now um but it was a big family there and the family aspect made it kind of tough to to choose between like oh what do I do what do I do and I think the biggest thing was just to follow my heart and follow what I wanted to do with my life no matter how much how great of a coach Jermaine was and Mike Batesel who's tough but loves everybody I think it was just more of what what did I want in my heart and what did I want to do what did I want to achieve now and never look back I have my opportunity I'm going I mean, that kind of segues into my next question was like, where did you really find your guidance for the decision? Because you're 18 years old. I mean, that's a big step. You're, you're taking like this monumental step for your career, right? Everything mm-hmm. kind of sets into place a wave of emotion. So like, who are you talking to? Who's in your ear? Who's, who's helping you make that decision? And how much did the fruit basket weigh into your decision process? <laughs> um, I know you've been waiting to ask me that for months, <laughs> uh, but my mom, she was praying for me every day. Mm. Most of my family, um, just the people around me, constantly every day that lived in my house, they were they would see me go through these ups and downs of like, okay, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? What do I do? And really, one of my old coaches and who I coach with now, um, his name is Ruben Smiley. He would tell me that because everybody calls me Big Sandwich. Where I'm from, I'm I'm Big Sandwich. I'm Big Sandwich. I'm Tuna, Big Mac. I'm just Anything big and put behind it, that's me. Uh, he was like, sandwich, you know, I know you want it. So 
you know, you're going to have to go follow your heart and go get it. So, and the fruit baskets, man, I love me some fruit. And I love, I don't know, I just love the, 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 I think what made me the most happy about it was the, not only the generosity, but the meaning behind it was like, people are here to support you in your dream. And the fans are here to support you in this dream as well. So like, go get it. And you know, it's, it was a blessing when you guys did that. That was just something that I think it's a new tradition for you guys now. I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that it, it's, it, it's just so special to me because like, I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen personally somebody just like, you know, let's buy this guy a fruit basket. Like, <laughs> man. And I shared it with my roommate. He was in love with it too. Indigo, he loved him. Loved it. For for anyone that that hasn't really heard the story, while while he was going through the draft process and and figuring out what he wanted to do, it was actually Garrett Spain, who was also over at Talking Chop uh, at, at Braves MILB, who was like, "We should just send this man a, a, a an edible arrangements." You know, no matter what happens, like this is a big this is a big decision he's making. No matter what, he deserves some kind of you know some kind of gift for going through this entire process. So we got together, we got an edible arrangements, we found the uh, address to send it down to Orlando. And once he signed, we sent it his way. And uh, that was it. Uh, I do like yeah. the idea of making it into a, uh, a tradition, though. I think that's something yeah. I will say as soon as that 2020 draft ended, the first question I did receive was who's getting the gift basket. Uh, so far, you are the only one, but we're going to have to definitely change that up a bit. Yeah, uh, man. Do it. <laughs> so now let's fast forward. You're drafted. You signed with the Braves. Your first assignment, you go from the beautiful California uh, environment to the hot, sweltering Orlando in the middle of the summer. What kind of what kind of like change was that? Well, you know, as you know, we moved from Orlando to uh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. So I went um, from Cali from like this, like no humidity. I'm not it doesn't doesn't affect me humidity because I'm I'm island. I'm, I got it in my blood to be in the humid, um, but just the slower paced town and everything that came with it. It was just like, it was a whole different environment for me. And personally, I loved it. I loved the slow pacedness. I loved the slow life of just balling every day and nothing else to do. And just trying to further my game in a different environment away from home, because I've never been away from home for so long, but Mm -hmm. it, it was honestly I didn't mind it. I, I played good in Florida. I played good in different states, really. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was, it's, it was a blessing. It, honestly, it was a blessing in disguise to move away from home. Okay. That's really encouraging to hear because now, you know, baseball life is not easy. So that's something that's going to definitely take getting used to. So I'm glad you had such a pleasant first experience with it. Um, that class that you reported with down down there was absolutely loaded, right? Uh, you had insanely, you had insane talent like Michael Harris, Steve, Stephen Paolini, Vaughn Grissom, Caden Morton. Those are just the position players. You have Joey Estes on the over on the uh, position or the pitching prospect side. Like that team was really, really good. Uh, really good. Were you guys like constantly talking from talking to each other and learning from one another, or was it more of like a a friendly competition? Like you did that, I'm gonna try and one up you type thing. Um, honestly, I think it was more of everybody helping each other out, um, because we knew we were all young and we all are, it's our first time being away from home and being away from the, the nursery of home. And like, obviously there was a little bit of competition. I'm not going to lie to you, but 
it was also that fact of like, okay, we're all here. We're all in the same boat. How do we go up? How do we climb the ladder with each other? That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love the, the fr- almost like the friendly competition, but constantly motivating one another to, to succeed. Uh, right. I guess kind of leads perfectly into my next question, which is like, what's going on through your mind when you see someone like Michael Harris, who you're, you're going at toe to toe in terms of player performance, but you see him getting promoted to Rome before you. Was it something that you're like, that's fuel for me. I need to continue to work. Or was it, this is my boy, Michael getting promoted. I'm going to get my time. My time's next, but I'm just going to be here and celebrate him. Like what, what's, what's exactly going through your mindset? Well, of course, um, the first day I learned he got promoted, I was like, like, I'm, cause me and Mike, we're, we're, we're really good boys. Um, I was like, Hey Mike, congrats. Like go do, go do big stuff. Go do epic stuff. And, um, and in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, now I, that fuels me to go mm-hmm. be right there with you and go be up there and, and, and go ball out and go win. And it's just, that's the kind of person that I am. And that's, that's just, I'm always motivated, always finding something to motivate. Sorry, somebody just walked in the door. <laughs> no worries, man. Uh, yeah, I saw you were, um, you're looking for one of his cards too, which was really cool. I yeah. just love, I love seeing that interaction when you were doing the uh, the whole card breaking thing on Instagram. Definitely, you guys need to follow at Players Break on IG uh, for whenever. When I guess when I guess you'll kind of announce when you're when you're going live, right? Yeah, we're going uh, we're going live pretty soon. Um, I'm actually uh, we've been I've been getting all of my cards and all of my um, I've I've been getting all of my stuff from this place called the Bullpen LA down there in Westchester, and. Uh, They've been hooking it up and showing me a bunch of love. And this is what kind of really started me and my mom. And it's just, we'll, I'll, we'll let you know for sure. We'll let you know for sure. Definitely, you guys need to go follow at Players Break on Twitter and IG and, and enjoy this process. It's really fun being able to interact with him on a kind of one-on-one basis and ask him different questions. Definitely uh, ask questions and ask whatever you want because, I mean, we have a whole setup and a whole thing uh joey's bringing it down he's coming down to live with me we've got like this whole setup that we've got we got our mats we got gloves we've got everything we've got the whole get down and set up going so it's gonna be it's gonna be dope that's that's how that does sound pretty dope uh all right let's cut to 2020 right you got everything that's happening on in the world right now it's it's a little little weird uh we're, we're hearing details about made the major league season the minor league season and then suddenly you hear bam uh, no minor league baseball this year. Personally, I'm absolutely devastated because minor league baseball is like, is my jam. I absolutely love it. I love reading. I love watching it. I love talking to the players. I love learning everything about it. What, right. What's happening with you? Like, what's, your, what's going on in your mind at the very beginning when, when you hear the first rumor that there might not be a season? It was definitely a little sad, like, well, not a little sad, a lot of sad, but um, and, like, okay, maybe there's some baseball, who knows, like, let's just wait for instructs, and then it's like, dang, now I'm officially hearing that there's no season, what am I preparing for, What what's the date that I'm preparing for, and it's made me sad, but then at the, at the same time, it's like, okay, now I have this time to get better. Now mm-hmm. I have this to show people that 
I am not lazy. I'm not. I'm not sitting here on my butt. I'm, I'm getting better, and I'm working, working, and working, and trying to elevate my game to ultimately win a starting position in the big league level and do that for years and years to come. I mean, yeah, obviously you're not lazy. I'm seeing these workout videos you're posting, and you're you're looking just yoked out right now. Is that something that was 100% on your mind, or did the Braves give you some kind of nutrition plan and something to work on? Like, how exactly have you uh, kind of adapted to life in quarantine? Um, it was something that has always been on my mind is just to be to be able to be as fit as possible and be able to be as mobile and as flexible and as strong and wiry strong, not like. Uh, football player, linebacker. Is there any kind of uh, Yeah, um, they gave us team builder. Um, just started to give us like cooking with a in the gym for a little bit before the team would like I've been, been loving it that's great man What do you want to take away from this year and your more strength and outfield gloving in that first base, just gloving everything and being I got you, man. What 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 would my main goal is to just have fun because. just to enjoy every single moment and take every single pitch. It's game seven of the World Series because how I love to play the game. That's like people in this world do just thrive under pressure type of stuff. That's great. Explain to me your, your CMACB. Oh. CMC stands for chance. Yeah, I like that. I was like.
champion. So chances made champions. as like a, a person what do you do what card stuff that really gets you it's not something i was really passionate about like Opening up like a mystery box and I like to go to the beach. Um, Cali boy, I like to go to the beach. Weight room is technically like baseball for me, but I love to go. Something that's in my mind all the time is like. That much better turns into that much into uh, Need for Speed, though. Oh, it, wow. I won't play Fortnite with him. <laughs> I can't even build in Fortnite. Car and Call of Duty, maybe. I play with. Play with a couple guys. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. You, you like the. For my big hands, personally, I like. I totally understand. I, I'm ex oh, yes. Yeah. I grew up thinking about DBZ. What about yourself? Like, what are your, what's like top show? Top movie. Okay. Definitely have to be some sort of Dragon Ball Z. I used to stay up. A bedtime was 9 o'clock. But um, I don't know if you remember, uh, Dragon Ball Z GT came on at like 10 o'clock, I would say, on uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah. And when um, that was my favorite one when uh, – no, actually my second favorite because my, my first favorite is uh, just the new one that just came out. Super, super, super is awesome. Super is crazy, but uh, I watched. That's like the one thing I used to look forward to watching too. Like after um, my games on Fridays or Thursdays, I forget which one it was. Um, when I first went down, I was like, "All right, I'm about to go watch Dragon Ball Super. I'll be right back. Like, let me just get my 30 minute episode in." But this Dragon Ball Z, I love it. I used to play that game a lot. I wish, um, I wish the new game was a little bit better though. Yeah. I was I got it like the day it came out and I was heartbroken when I was like this is almost unplayable. My yeah my my older brother he loves it I just I can't get into it I I I can't do it it's mm -mm. 
Well, can't do it. <laughs> what about uh, name one thing that maybe maybe name one hobby or one thing about you that most people probably don't know about you? It's one thing that most people don't know about me. Like you said, you said that you you do you dabble in StockX. Like I, I have a lot of fun on that too. I actually just got a new pair of uh, retro sixes from uh, the the hair edition. So it's like the Bugs Bunny themed uh, sixes, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. But like, what's one thing like that that maybe the average person wouldn't know about you? Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, like I said, I like to dabble in StockX, like to dabble in baseball cards. Um, what's something else I like to do? I like to just invent stuff. Like I like to invent tools that like the everyday person would struggle doing. Like I like to invent. I just I have a creative mind, and like I like to sit there and like I like to build stuff and somewhat read. Sometimes I'm a big reader, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, articles and different things that help me. Uh, I'm a cook. I like to cook. I love to cook. Love oh, yeah? to cook. Love to cook. What's your favorite dish to cook? Um, I like to cook jerk chicken, rice, beans. Cause it's healthy, mm. and it's just something that reminds like whenever I'm gone, I I cook it, and it reminds me of home, and it reminds me like of my mom. Mm. So I cook it, and then man, it's. But I want to learn how to cook oxtails. I don't know if you've ever had oxtails. I don't know if anybody has ever had oxtails. But if you've never had it, go to your local Jamaican spot and try oxtails. You can't mess it up. It's that good. You can't mess it up. I, I couldn't agree more. One of my first jobs in college was at a farmer's market. And one of the people I used to work with was this Jamaican woman. And she used to make the most fire oxtail uh, I've had in my life. And it's like, yeah. unfortunately, when you have it at that level, you struggle to find it's the good stuff. It's good anywhere else. Yeah, I, I have this um this uh Jamaican restaurant by the house called Natural Arts, and I go there whenever like I'm really feeling some oxtails and just really wanting like the good stuff. Like sometimes you settle for less. It's just like yeah, it's bro. still good. It's still good, but it's 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 Natural is just it's fire. <laughs> I feel you, man. When 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 you make it to Atlanta, I got a couple recommendations for you for best oxtail in the city. I got you. All right, I'll be there. I'll, I will be, and I will be enjoying it probably every single day of the first week. <laughs> well, man, thanks so much for for taking the time out to joining us here. Uh, really look forward to learning more about you. I'm really, really excited about 2021 and seeing what uh, what you got in store for us, man. Oh man, it's gonna be some big stuff. Big stuff coming. I, I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it. Uh, thanks so much again, and uh, I hope you have an absolutely wonderful rest of your day. You too, man. Thank you. Take it easy.